Hey guys, it's Tim Shorts from Gothers Manor. Had a training about an hour and a half away from where I live, so I'm kind of driving home. Left a little the training a little earlier because I got a pounding headache. Uh, but doing all right now. Still kind of there, but not too bad. But been was but because of the long trip, I've been able to listen to a lot of the anchor casts. Sometimes I have a hard time keeping up with everybody, but. Uh, it's kind of nice just being able to sit in the car and kind of focus on what folks are saying, which is a, a privilege I rarely get. Um, I wanted to talk today about the how gruesome, I, guess, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it, how gruesome or how graphic, I guess graphic would be better, how graphic your game becomes, how, what's your limits. I'm not just talking about taboo things like, you know, the, the children, you know, getting raped and all that, that kind of stuff. Now, I, I, I'm i talking about more like, I guess that and also the, the, the graphicness of how violent your things get. For an example, years ago, and, I, and I'm going to date myself here, but there was this movie called Rollerball. James Caan was in it, not the, the remake they made. That, that, was, that was a complete piece of shit. Uh, but the original one had, like, James Caan in it. And I remember, I think, John Hausman was in it. And it, it was, uh, think about combining roller derby with football. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's kind of corny, but it was actually a very good movie and had a, kind of an interesting statement about it. You know, so it's a pretty violent sport. Um, but there were rules to it. And what ended up happening is it got the uh, owner or whatever wanted the game to be played out or something um, to its full extent. So they basically eliminated the rules. The referees just basically weren't calling anything. They weren't doing anything. And the way they filmed it was really interesting. You go from, you know, the, the music and the, the story where it's bashing into each other and you know, it's really cool, even though it's just as violent. But then at the end, it, it, the way they played it out, they did such a good job that it almost got exhausting and they realized they had, um, it had gone too far. The, the violence and the graphicness of this sport had, had basically gone beyond an athletic competition into just basically a, a slaughter. And I thought it portrayed it very well. I mean, it, it just, the decadence of it was shown, but, you know, from, I guess you could make an equivalent of it, you know, with the Romans and the, and the gladiators, and where it got to that point where the decadence got so bad that um, the humanity of your story had disappeared. Where does that begin and end in your games, in our games? Because I, I haven't been in too many games, but where the graphic nature of it got too too much, but it's one of those things when you're using gore and blood and just you know body parts splattered all over the place. When you use it too much, and it becomes commonplace. It doesn't have the same effect. It's just, it's just not. Um, 
it doesn't have any of the shock value or or more importantly it doesn't have the importance that it should have uh, I mean you're gonna have campaigns and you're gonna have situations where it's gonna be like a uh, I guess a session of doom where there's just gonna be blood and slaughter and guts and bags of heads laying all over the place and, and whatnot but if that's what your game is game after game even you know doom gets boring too it's, it's not that fun. Uh, pacing, I think, has a lot to do with If you set the bar, like if your opening scene is this horrific scene um, where, you know, there's all this, you know, visceral material all over the place and you're just kind of, the, the GM has slaughtered up a hundred villagers and placed their body parts here and there that you've already set the bar that high so you don't really have too much more to go except to you know kind of keep topping that or or especially if that's your style um i am kind of fumbling here guys probably because i have a headache but i apologize for that um because it is a complex topic because there's no right right or wrong answer for that i mean it's all an individual answer for everybody I know myself, I like to keep the gore down to a minimum, or if I, if I do have the gore or graphic nature, I try to have it be, I mean, it seemed like counterintuitive, but subtle as possible. For example, when the, my player, the, the players went into the witch spiders domain well they were fine like even even kids not doing so well that were sacrificed and a dog and some weird odd things but the thing is is that you know I don't have like graphic stuff all over the place but they were doing it for their magic and components and um, the interesting thing is is I already had the system kind of worked out of why they did that so there was actually a reason why they did this and that and the other thing, um, but like their next adventure, you know, there was no, no graphic, uh, horribleness going on at all. It's, it's important to pace that out. I think, uh, I, I think in the way my style, and I, and I guess, like I always say, when I'm doing these things, it's always coming from my experience and what I kind of like. I don't like to use a lot of it. Um, back in the day, Clive Barker's books of blood were a big thing. I didn't like them. I thought they were too... I mean, the whole splatterpunk scene exploded after... I don't mean that as a pun. Uh, <laughs> uh, after his books came out. I mean, splatterpunk was a big deal. But it got to a point where it's just like... It's, it's just people just trying to find new ways of torturing and, and killing people. And it just got boring. It's just like... Oh, you're just doing that? Oh, big deal. You know, you're doing that? No big deal. So all this shock value that they had actually became boring. Uh, it's, you know, seen that before, or, you know, uh, just just didn't have the effect, I think, that they were wanting to do. So I like my horror kind of subtle. And I'll use another literary reference. My kind of horror is like Kafka. Kafka has some of the most horrible stories where there's no real like there's no hp lovecraft supernatural creatures coming from 
the void or from ancient space or whatever. It's not... Uh, you don't have, oh, you know, The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead, I shouldn't use them as an example because most of the time the, the worst monsters in The Walking Dead aren't the, the walkers, but the, you know, the people themselves. And that's, that's kind of where uh, Kafka goes in a lot of ways. He, these situations that these people are in, um, the hunger artist, is, it's just this tragic little story. Is it graphic? No, but it, it's, but it definitely kind of drains you, you know, in a way that here you have this, this person living out this life and they're a carnival act and their purpose in life slowly gets taken away from them because nobody's interested anymore. I mean, it's not that amusing to watch someone starve anyways, but this guy was good at it. That's what he did. That's how he kind of made his living. And But soon then they brought in the lions and they brought in the tigers and the other animals. And so people were more amused by those than this hunger artist. And basically his purpose in life slowly slipped away. Do you want to put that in gaming? No, but it, I guess it's just to show my point of the different type of, of like horribleness or or the difference between having a good story and um, showing loss without just showing like a splatter gore fest of loss. Nothing wrong with having one, but but if it's if it's a constant one, I think you're going to bore the shit out of everybody. And you know, especially for younger kids too. Uh, and I've been thinking about that more lately, especially with the with, with the younger players, because that guy's flying. Must be doing about 110. Good grief. Um, oh, in a construction zone, no less. Wonderful. Uh, especially with the guys that are that have been on here talking about gaming with their kids and. gaming with kids. I, I just, I, I, I mean, it's so cool that so many people are going. I used to do that when I worked with kids. That was one of my things I would do, like a team building game. And I get, I wouldn't get a lot because if you got too many, it just got too, too hectic. But get like two, three kids, get set them down at a table and teach them how to play. And some, you know, the majority of them absolutely loved it. I mean, they wanted the books. They wanted to, you know, this is before PDFs of the games were freely available. We're talking about like, you know, 20 years ago now, guys. And, uh, but yet I really toned down my graphicness or situations with, with that kind of stuff. Just because that wasn't the point of it at that time. My point with them was to get, teach them how to learn a game, have a good story where they could accomplish something, have a sense of accomplishment, and uh, hopefully along the way have them work together um, and solve problems in a way that didn't require, you know, stuff that they hated from school, more of a fun exercise for them, which I think all of them really appreciated. Uh, Now, that's not to say, though, that using graphic material isn't a, um, like a valid use. Absolutely. I use it frequently. Um, 
but there's certain things they just don't do because uh, personally I don't want to have to I don't want to jam that kind of stuff I don't you know if the players I don't have an issue with players going overboard or anything once in a while conventions it happens you've got some kid who like I think he it's it was a couple years ago I went to like it wasn't even a convention it was like a day of gaming and he was kind of like a mid-teenager I would say his age was like 14 15 maybe little immature for his age and you could already tell that when he was there but I mean he was a nice enough kid but then we also had a dad with uh, two real young kids and so we so we basically ran we actually co-dm'd this adventure where uh, the the princess had lost her dog we, we had like come kind of different scenarios depending because we did with days of gaming you don't know who's going to sit at your table so I kind of had a we kind of had a scenario for adults, and then one if kids showed up. So we did the one with kids showed up. It's still a good good adventure, but it definitely toned down way down. Well, the teenager basically wanted to, I believe his, his exact words, he wanted to ass rape the bandit or something like that. And it's like you know, so I had to kind of talk to him about that you know let's let's not go there and he's like you know but basically he said well i want to do that that's how i have fun and everything and i just just told him well then you need to go to a different game because we're not doing that here i mean this isn't this isn't up to vote we're not having this discussion i'm sorry but if you don't you know we've got young kids here even if it was all adults it's just no no we're not going there so uh it just makes me more conscious of the kids playing and, and, and whatnot and um, and how graphic you want to be for them. And I think definitely it would take a, a lighter touch. And the nice thing about that is you can convey loss and you can convey um, tragedy without ever seeing in, uh, in intestines or de de decapitated bodies or dead kids or anything. Like you don't have to get that graphic to convey that kind of stuff and actually i think if the less you use that because it's almost an easy easy out in a way because a lot of people use it but if you can convey that without doing that you really got something i think you can really even the folks who do like their splatter fests they will um kind of appreciate a good story that that uh conveys loss one of the ones I did when I was jamming this one game, I, I developed a sympathetic NPC, but all the time I knew this wasn't going to be an NPC that wasn't going to survive. This NPC probably in the end was going to die. But knowing that, and I built him up as basically a plot device, I mean, that's what he was, is when this whole, basically the characters were, were enslaved. And uh, they were trying to trying to break free, and this guy was part of the slaves, and he was a you know this big big guy, and the, the characters liked him. You know, he wasn't real real smart, but he was a big enough guy. And when the crap went down, you know, he got taken out first because he was the real big guy. So that's where all the slavers kind of focused their their efforts on first is taking him down and that's what happened so without getting too gory i was able to build up this emotional 
pull without getting, you know, without having to do that uh, and and build that emotional relationship. Now, in that same campaign, there were situ- certain situations where the characters ran into, you know, some pretty um, horrible places. I mean, I'm the guy who's writing adventures where people's faces are ripped off and they can tear off other people's faces and put them on and get experience points for it. So, you know, I'm not a delicate doily with that stuff. Uh, but uh, the one thing that they always talked about was losing that one friend uh, that they had lost. And the interesting thing is when they, um, at the end of the adventure, or not, or end of the, the one section, they had they had built a, a tavern and everything, and and they named the tavern after their friend that they lost. I mean, you know, it doesn't get much better than that with that kind of thing. So I wish I could remember more details about it. But so yeah, I'm just throwing that out there, guys, about the the, the graphic nature, whether it's the content with what is actually going on with uh, the characters, like getting kids and, and women involved. Because I use kids as a plot device, I do. I mean, but I don't show it in graphic detail. I'm not going to, you know, go into um, like some horrible situation with them and describe it, describe it where, like a lot of, like the, the one adventure I wrote recently, the kid is basically the, the, patient zero spreads the disease he doesn't know any different he's just a little kid but yeah this kid is just like a time bomb when he goes into places but i keep so what makes that kind of an interesting situation is now the players have to deal with it um but they just can't kill it and bury it or they could but most of my players i know won't do that they're going to try to find a solution that will be beneficial to the, the kid of course and everybody else and that and I think those make them I think those make the best stories I, I really do I think uh, when you you're able to get the players and in most movies are like that when when there's a there's a bad situation but the the simple solution I mean usually the simple solution for most things is you know the I blow it up kill it um, destroy it kind of thing um, and when you when that option isn't there, people have to become more creative, and I and I think that's a benefit for everybody. Um, but all right, guys, I think I've rambled on long enough about this topic. Uh, please call in if you've got anything to add, or maybe some experiences you've had with it. Um, so I think that's it, guys. So thanks for listening, and I'll uh, talk to you again soon.